The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All out show. Oh, am I live now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, welcome back, everyone, to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We're doing the post all out show. I am Jesse Collings. Join with me is Raj Giri of WrestlingInc.com and also Matt Morgan. Guys, how's it going tonight? What's up, Jess? Raj? <laughs> it's going well. It's going well. I mean, I'm a little tired. I thought this pay-per-view was not the uh, strongest outing that AEW has done. But, uh, yeah, doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. And, yeah, I think that seems to be the buzz going around online that everyone seems to agree on, that this was the worst AEW pay-per-view we have seen. I'm not going to disagree with that. I think... Well, I think there were some good parts of the show, but this definitely seemed like the weakest show AEW has produced on pay-per-view. I don't know if you guys share that same opinion. What do it you think, is, Matt? It, 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 I, there's parts to it, right, that I really enjoyed. But I'm pissed off because I've all day long, all day long, I've been so pumped to watch that main event. I was so excited to watch it. And as the match started, I'm not going to lie, I started, do- I started doling off a little bit. I had to turn all the lights on. I had to like uh, start smacking myself in the face to stay up and, and, and watch it. And this is a match I really paid my 49 bucks to watch. I really did. And it was a good match. But my point is it's too late into the night. It's too late to expect people to emotionally invest in a pay-per-view for this amount of time. They've, they should be able to learn from WWE's mistakes with a three-hour Raws, for example, of what, what can happen when you make people wait too damn long and i'll also argue as much as i love kenny omega he has got an entire galaxy to go when it comes to being top i don't want to hear he's the top anything anymore because his acting is rotten i mean terrible rotten as far as selling things he oversells everything out there and the psychology involved in that match where he leaves the match all pissed off he's no longer selling his knee that they worked on. He just walks out of there scot-free. No big deal. And then he somehow blames it on Hangman Page. Which is the most stupid-ass backwards logic I ever heard. Not even in a good heel type of way am I saying does this make sense. His acting is, is, is just god-awful. I'm sorry. I've been not saying it enough. And, and finally tonight it just bursted for me. Because that was a good tag match. And it, that at the end was a big steaming pile of crap. That took away from that match. Because that match was. We talked about one on the air. Old school, great psychology, pick body parts. When you have somebody pick apart a body part and then the damn guy doesn't sell it, it's all gone. And I'm I'm telling you guys before the show started, I like the Young Bucks tag match better. Sorry. 
<laughs> no, you're bringing the heat early. We like it, Raj. I don't know if Raj's mic is on. Who knows? Raj, do you hear us? Now can you hear me? Yes, we can. I thought the tag match was awesome. I, I thought it was the best thing on the show personally for me, but I agree with Matt. I thought the, the follow-up was weak as shit. I mean, if that was the breakup after Horrible. these eight months of Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, if that was the split, that was the weakest split I've ever seen. You know, when you look at Brett versus Owen or Sean and Marty, all these great, you know, tag team splits over the years. And this was it. Um, ho- hopefully they do some more where maybe that wasn't it. They're still back together. I don't know. But if that was the split, I thought that sucked. But the match itself, I thought was amazing. I, I love FTR. Can, um, uh, can I, <laughs> Neo Kara says cheers, AJ. I said cheers, Raj. Two dollars to chat. All right, cheers, listen, buddy. Also in that match, though, uh, Kenny did one thing I did like when he was reaching out, when he screwed up, hit the V trigger on his own uh, in the misdirection, hitting his own partner, Hangman Page. He was reaching out to him a little bit. You know what I mean? Trying to like smack him and say, "Oh my God, I can't believe I messed up and hit you." That was good. So how do you go from? that extreme to oh my god i screwed this up for us and it's my fault we're about to lose till all of a sudden it's his fault right well isn't that what heels do no no they don't not like that this was horrible and he needs i'm dead serious he needs to go to acting school he's horrible as an actor he needs to stay in the ring do his high spots that he was so great and never let him talk he's terrible as a uh, Javis Gibbs said, uh, Omega was great in Japan, basic in the United States. He hasn't, uh, as a character, been able to get to that next level. I've been blaming AEW this whole time for that because I like him in the ring. I do, but there's this killed me tonight. I, just, I think he has. A, he, I think he clearly has a lot of control over his character in AEW. Well, I'm if he does, he needs to give control up. Yeah, no, so I, I don't know. If it, I don't think it's. I don't think it's really an AEW problem or in a Kenny problem. I think it would just be a Kenny problem. Um, I was rationalizing for him because I was a fan. I am a fan. So yeah, hey, he's great. I don't I think this is the. I don't think this is the final breakup. I think they're continuing to do the slow burn. Ugh. I think if they wanted to do the breakup, they would have Jess, done. They're not Jesse. They're not a real tag team, though, bro. They're two singles acts thrown together. They went further than I thought they would. At yeah, some I mean, point, you you need to pull the cord. Either you're going to do it or not. I think they're getting there. What I got from tonight was that it's going to be Kenny turning on Hangman. And in the past, it has been teased that it was Hangman okay. turning on yeah. Kenny. It's got to be. And I think that's the smart move because I think that Hangman has organically gotten over as a babyface. Yes. Um, and you don't you can't really blow that. That's pretty rare, I think, in wrestling to get a guy with, who's young. Um, who checks a lot of the boxes and has, has developed a connection with the crowd. All that's spot on. Yes, you're right. But what about, okay, then that means Omega has to be healed. Do you know what that's going to look like? Like, the heat, what, the, what, what his heat is going to look like? On I, I actually think because... <laughs> He's going to do hard. twinkle fingers at it. It's, it's, hard. At them and... it's hard for me because a lot of people think Kenny should be a heel and that he should bring back the cleaner gimmick and that they're clearly teasing that. He said it right See? on the show. That was, um, cool. that was cool, the cleaner gimmick in Japan, I think, right? And they teased it on um, – I don't know. I don't know what's canon and being the elite and what's not. They say nothing's – at the end of being the elite, he like they totally yeah. teased that he was wearing – that he was going to turn the cleaner. He like got into his car and he like looked into his like uh, – Yeah. 
sunlight and like he was his regular eyes and then like they cut back and he so had, what like, does that mean eyes. he's gonna bring a broom now i don't know what's gonna <laughs> toothpick <laughs> toothpick in his mouth with yeah school 80 sunglasses he's based off like a bunch of 80s yeah. movie but, deals but it looked cool in japan and he didn't talk which worked i thought he looked cooler when he dropped when he dumped the broom he was just he just had the sunglasses he was being an arrogant prick yes. when he was wrestling tanahashi yes. yes i mean that was his peak in my opinion yes. and he has yes. come so far down since then uh, real quick, uh, Arian Gomez saying, preach, 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 Matt. Amen to you, brother. <laughs> uh, Peter Bai saying, not a fan of MJF losing clean. I think it would have been way more interesting if MJF won. Uh, Liam Morris saying, bring me Roger. Not a heel tonight. He'll be, coming, no, he'll be coming out later. We're going to get <laughs> some of this. We're going to get to some of this stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, combo breaker asking, I'm drunk or tied drunk. <laughs> 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 So so let's let's get to the show. Um, the pre-show. I did not see the first match on the pre-show. Who um, was it? I'll, I'll tell you if I saw it. It was Joey Janela versus oh, yeah. Serpentico. I did. See um, this was a match. I don't think it was announced prior. I think it just kind it, of happened. They announced yeah. it. I think yesterday or today. Oh, did yeah. they? So Joey Janela wrestled Serpentico. Serpentico really hasn't been featured much on uh, Dynamite. He's been working mostly on aw dark and this was kind of just like a my understanding again i didn't see it it was just kind of a basic match there was a lot of interference dr luther manages serpentico oh, and, of course he does of course he does and sunny luther sucks and then so yeah i mean luther's there as a favor to somebody um, <laughs> that's a big there's a few guys favor. there's a few guys there's a few guys bouncing around aw that i think are clear Clearly, there as favors to someone, but really, Jesse, he's not the future champion. You don't think? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's basic match. There was some interference on, on both ends. Janela ended up winning. He hit as yeah. a, a there was a fisherman buster, and then he hit the top rope elbow for the pin. So Janela gets a win on the pre-show after basically jobbing out to um, Jericho. To he Jericho, Jericho. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been he's had kind of an interesting run was- in AEW. It was all right. This match, dissecting this match, this match was what it was. Uh, if I could have fast forwarded it, I would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Serpentico, I mean, he he's one inch away from being one of the first Retribution members. You remember when there was like these oh. four foot tall yes. guys that were running roughshod on WWE? He he was this guy was like four foot two. Yes. But um, who cares? Uh, how are you supposed to care about this match? We don't. So let's go to the show. Yeah, right. it wasn't. So then we had the second pre-show match, which was Private Party versus Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Order. I did see this match. I liked it. It was yes. very much like a, a what you would see on a high-level indie show, which is to be expected because that's where these guys come from. Private Party ended up getting the win about ten minute match. Pretty, pretty. What you would see a lot on Dynamite. It was it was fine for the pre-show. Uh, again, I don't know how many people watch BTE. John Silver is be- like basically become the biggest star on being the elite, and he's like in like he's on like five times a uh, uh, five segments a show. And I think with a certain set of the fan base, they're going to have to actually push him because he is over with like the two hundred thousand people or so who watch BTE every week. So I'm just going to say I'm the first human being on this planet that has said this. I'm taking ownership of John Silver. Um, his very first appearance on that show. I'm dead serious. I said, I said they need to do more with this dude. He's hilarious, you guys. And everyone's like, oh, the little guy in the mask, who cares? <laughs> and to be fair, why would you care? Um, but his, he was so hilarious. And every freaking He's comedic timing. He's great. It's amazing. But amazing. they don't do it on Dynamite. They only do it at being the elite. 
Um, and that's part of the struggles with AEW is some of the best stuff you see is like this Twitter exclusive or it's on. You're right. Yeah. I wish they did something more with him. I, but what do you do? Because he's a total baby face, right? He has to be because he's so funny. Um, I, I don't know. I laugh at all his shit, though. I think it's hilarious. He's so funny. But uh, anyways, the match itself, um, this was – I like this match, actually. I thought this was really cool, and I was surprised that they had this match. I didn't know they were going to have it. Yeah, well, the original idea on the pre-show was that they were going to do the dentist, the the tooth and nail match, which they definitely should have kept uh, on the pre-show. Uh, but I, I think they were concerned trolled on Twitter to, yes, to get it on the main to get, call, it, on, to get call, it on the main show and it should have stayed on the, the pre-show. Um, so they, right, I think Jesse. they needed, they needed a pre-show um, match to do, to, to put on this. And this was fine. And I'm a you know, private party yeah. got a win on pay-per-view, I guess, which is fine. Raj, any thoughts on this match? I mean, I mean, this was one of those cases where I, I, I tweeted this earlier, but the dark order, if, if it's not Brody Lee, uh, they're in that spot where you gain nothing by beating them, but you lose a lot by losing to them. And I mean, you you know they, and and it's too bad because I do think that uh, Silver is looking impressive as hell. They need out of this gimmick. I think the Dark Order with the masks and 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 the, the fives and sevens and nines, it, it it's not helping yeah. these guys. It, it's a shitty gimmick. So I think you got to break out of it. I think the masks have to go because it's really pointless to have them in the mask, but everyone knows who the people are and they don't have to wear the masks. I would and... just keep Uno in it. That's it. I would just yeah. keep him in it. Just have That's four it. or five guys. Well, Anna Jay. And... Oh, Anna Jay's great in it too. See, yeah. like, uh, yeah, I would just keep Uno in the mask and that's it. The rest of them come out of those stupid masks and then uh, give some more character definition to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, a couple of uh, Neo Akira is asking, Matt, you don't like, Kenny, uh, I'm, I'm guessing he's uh, Olivier. Kenny. <laughs> uh, I Omega, did. I'm guessing. I do, I do. I do as a wrestler. I do. But, like, I've been making so many excuses because I'm a fan. And I'll yeah. admit I'm biased. And I tried to defend the dude and say he's going to get there. It's not his fault. It's these other people's fault. And I'm like, finally, F it. This is yeah. his fault. He's we want to see him in that main event level. But... but he's a terrible. He's not doing anything to improve. And he's doing stuff. I'm being dead serious. His acting is awful. It's so over the top. It's way like five levels past whatever he needs to be. He has no subtleties at all that you need to have. Um, all of his facial expressions, instead of just being like, it's like, it's, 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 he's all over the place. He's a total anyway, spaz. He's a total and, to, spaz. and to that point, I feel like fans, when we were saying like Omega should be higher, we're we're judging that based on his New Japan stuff. He hasn't done anything in AEW where you're like, oh, he should be at a higher spot. We, we're, it's knowing what he did before in New Japan and where he was, how great he was uh, in New Japan and yeah, not I'm, uh, I'm his kinda, performances lately. I'm kind of halfway here. I agree with a lot of what Matt said. I think his promos have been bad. I thought his promo on Wednesday was really awkward and bad. And I, there definitely is an element of him that doesn't translate that well. The theatrics, I think, are are strange to a lot of people uh, who are watching. I was able to. Di- I was able to. Okay, Jesse, I was able to digest those. Even the twinkle yeah. fingers and all that <laughs> crap. Fine, I don't care because his work in the ring is badass, right? So I can digest that. But it's the talking, his promos, his facials—they're just ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I've, been, I think, I've been waiting for this forever, Jesse. I've been I think for this forever. Sorry. What I what I what I would argue in Kenny's defense is, I do I think that his position on the show is fine. I get that people want to see him be a single star. I, I get do. that people I get that people want to see him the main event pitcher. But 
I think the work he's done with Paige and that this this whole storyline and the the quality of the work I think is really high. And but I think that's because of Paige. And do you want a guy to drink? I think it's because of everyone. Chalk. Mm. It's chalk. The chalk. He drinks the, the chalk. chalk. Man. And here's, I wanted here's, to get in the ring and super kick him myself. Watch that. And, and here's the other thing about Kenny. It's not cool. It's little not dork. cool. He's a little this dork. Is, this is kind of how he always has been. Yeah, but that's not. If, if think, you're trying to reach, if yeah, trying, no, there, I, this isn't a defense. This isn't a defense of him. But I do think when people say, "I just want him to be New Japan Kenny," I he like, wasn't talking about chalk and, and chocolate milk. But he kind of like he did a lot of goofy shit. Yeah, 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 and and, and that's the why I saw him you know, Japan was was a video game costume he wore to the ring once, and even then that was getting there. I thought for New Japan, where he's been. but right. that was his only glitch that I saw in New Japan. Yeah, I, I mean, I think a, a lot of people like when they watched Kenny in New Japan, they saw him versus Okada, and they saw him versus Naito in the G One final right. in Tanahashi, and that's a like that's the best of the stuff. Like he's not going to come to do it anything at that level in any other company, in my opinion, it's just, that's really high, high I stuff. I didn't see his dumb dorky face stuff. The craziest dorky face stuff he did was like, mm-hmm. like his facials rather were like, the, um, you cannot escape crap yeah. thing. He does. <laughs> well, you know, this is a guy who spent a long time in DDT and I yeah, can assure you, he did a lot. I agree. He has to change, yeah. but I do think that, there's an element that Kenny's always been goofy. He's always been weird. And I think maybe that's been masked when he was motivated in new Japan to have these amazing matches and really sink his teeth into like this long Okada feud. But deep down, he's just a weirdo. That's, I mean, I, I think that's just who he is. And, and you know, that's probably going to be to his detriment when it comes to getting over on mainstream American television. All right. Joey, Georgian saying they have a pay-per-view every four months. So I think the long pay-per-view is fine. AEW is starting to rely on gimmick matches too much. The Battle Royal and Matt Hardy Matt botch deflated the show and the crowd was dead. I can't disagree with that. Uh, Justin Lopez saying this was the weakest AEW pay-per-view I thought, especially for the one that's supposed to be the WrestleMania. Yeah. I enjoyed Double or Nothing more. I think uh, I think a lot of yeah. people would agree with you there. And, I don't know. Uh, Kenny, uh, Michael Ryan saying Kenny uh, needs a promo class with MJF. <laughs> Yes. Or Stone Cold. Hey, MJF has, has, I will say MJF has natural talents. And I don't know if he can teach that to anyone. Yeah. Manish Malou saying, hey, Matt, heal Roman or heal MJF as champ. Oh, my gosh. I hate you for making me make this choice, but MJF. MJF. Really? I'm going Roman. I'm going Roman. Roman looks the part more, I think. I think it means more for Roman to be a heel right now. I mean, Roman MJF, looks badass as a he's heel. asking me who I like better. I'm I'm not, better. My, I have but watching a, MJF tonight, did he feel like a main eventer to you? Oh, I thought MJF was a big winner tonight, even though he lost. Mm. I was, I was really impressed he, with him tonight. So, while I was watching him, I was like, oh, he's not quite ready. There was a couple. There was there was two spots in there that I would say the same, Raj. And go back and watch the ring spot, for example. Um where he bumbled it on purpose, obviously, and then looked slowly up at Moxley and did the holy shit, I'm scared face. Like, that stuff, he's still got to move past. He doesn't always have to be a chicken shit. Not all the time. Right. And yeah. So tonight, it's hurt him. I was hoping tonight we'd see a little bit less of that. I yeah. didn't like, I thought there was too much of that in the build. Like him wearing yeah. the neck. Yeah, like Roddy Piper, he's not a, he's not a, a, a wuss the whole time. We've talked right. about this with him before. Right. And I think Matt even brought it up when we did the, the double or nothing show. Like, he has to be, and I actually think there's a lot of elements tonight where he did reach that level, but he has to be taken as a legitimate, like, physical threat. 
He can't just yes. be like yes. a cowardly heel. All like the you time. can pick, like right. he can legitimately beat him up. And if you yeah. don't believe that from the get go, then it's not going to work. It and, doesn't matter. Like him wearing the neck brace every week, and because mm-hmm. then he's just a manager. That's just Jim Cornette or Jimmy Hart. Or exactly. Whoever. Exactly. He's once the bell rings. You don't he's the lawyer. Um, so so let's get to real the, quick. Uh, I am embarrassing. Mark wants Rod to do the macho. He's going to do it. You think oh gonna- yeah, MJF, you got Wardlow on your side. Are you trying to hide behind the Wardlow? Not gonna happen. <laughs> that was pretty good off the cuff, like content-wise. <laughs> I was so, gonna say the same thing. It was. <laughs> so let's get to the main show here. The first match was the tooth and nail match. This was a cinematic match. Uh, Big Swole showed up at Britt Baker's dentistry. I'm assuming it's her real dental office, yeah. but maybe it was just a set. No, it was and the real they, one. Yeah, it was the real one. And uh, they brawled kind of awkwardly through like narrow hallways. And there was a spot where Britt Baker snuck up behind her and hit her over the head with like her uh, dentist, dentist, dental school diploma. It was, this was just like a, a brand, like it felt like more like a backstage segment than a match. I think starting it, starting the pay per view with this match was a big mistake. Well, real quick, real quick, just say what happened in the match, though. We'll say oh, the finish. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, the finish was, uh, I think, a first in professional wrestling. Uh, <laughs> Britt Baker took out a vial of Novocaine and tried to <laughs> inject it in Big Swole, but Big Swole turned it around and then allegedly injected it into like Britt Baker's <laughs> thigh. And then Britt Baker grabbed, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Swole grabbed a like a nitrous oxide mask or something like a yep, like this, yep, yep, the yep, mask yep, for the. Yes, and put it on her on Britt Baker, who then of course passed out. Um, which, unless Big Swole is a licensed um, anesthesiologist, uh, yes. that could have gotten very scary. And that was it; they ruled her unconscious and unable to continue. And Big Swole yeah. won. Uh, this was hand, they left her hand three times, I believe. No, I don't know if, like they, if they did the hand uh, spot. I think it was just given that it was she definitely had, the, it was definitely the finish of the match. Yes, Big Swole I, ripped up her uh, diploma, threw it on her face. Uh, and left, and then she magically came to she being Britt Baker like ten seconds later. And she uh, was yeah yeah that's right she did, and she was very I'm, alert as to what I'm happened. Not okay, Britt Baker lost this. No, I'm not. I'm not. Britt's the star. She's the star. Is right. And the suck balls. The whole match sucked. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you st- WWE with these cinematic matches. They started with the Boneyard match. AEW started with the uh, the, the, the the Stadium Stampede. And they have just gotten worse and worse and worse. This was, I mean, they need to stop doing these. They suck. And this one was the worst yet. This was the worst yet. Jesse, what'd you think? This had no business being on the pay-per-view. I think (laughs) if this was a segment on Dynamite, it would be... You shouldn't open a pay-per-view with this. Yeah, you shouldn't open up with a pay-per-view. Even if it was on the pre-show. The pre-show is mostly just recap videos and people talking. And this was, you know, this would have been okay. It would have been fine. The match is bad. The only thing a positive I'll say is that this entire feud has, I think, gotten over the personalities of Baker and Swole to a degree. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for the women's division. They obviously have a lot of work to do in the women's division. But and if the quality of the work isn't going to be there, you can at least try to get the personalities over. And I think Baker's personality is there. I, think Swole, I think Swole has natural charisma. And, and so I, I I think 
from like a function standpoint, this was okay for getting the the women's personalities over this feud. I didn't think this segment was very good, and it should not have been on the pay per view. It shouldn't have opened the pay per view. You can have it later as kind of like the you know the break that yeah, match popcorn match or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So following real quick, yeah. uh, Lewis thirteen right. saying fifty bucks for this was a joke. Payback was better. I did think oh, payback was better. I do think payback was better too. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, but because the Roman, the the, the Roman thing. Uh, Justin Lopez saying, Matt, you were talking about bad acting. <laughs> this was a damn cringe fest. All three of them were over the top. A AF. Really quick, uh, Justin, are you talking about the Bucks back there too? Let me know if that's what you meant by that, or do you mean? Yeah, you have to mean that. Is it yeah. mean uh, a, 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 ATF? Yeah. So. The next A-T-F. match. ATF. ATF. Oh my God. ATF. <laughs> well, you said AF, so I can understand where the. ATF the is like the come. Irish, like, whatever, isn't it? Is that like a, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? Sorry. Go ahead. I will That's... say Britt Baker losing here, though, it, it's not like anyone sees it as a loss. It's yeah, like a it, forgotten thing. This was, they did this she, match. She shouldn't I be think... losing, but in this sense, like, no one's going to be like, oh. Yeah. I think Tony uh... Khan said that the reason they did the match like this was because. That Baker has is not a hundred percent physically right. yet coming right. back then, from injury. Then don't have her do it. Mm-hmm. Then don't do anything. So they did kind of a smoke and mirrors match. Well, I think they. Have t- a, why have a shitty match as opposed to just letting her rest up and yeah. wait until she's ready? I think a mistake they made was they announced like that Britt Baker was going to be back at all out, and they announced that she'd be fighting Big Swole like months ago, and so. I know you can always just say, "Ah, she's not ready." Yeah, but... it's not like people ordered the pay per view two months ago because of Britt Baker and like <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cards yeah. Now she's not on the. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. So what was the next match? So we got the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express, which I think this should have just been the opener. This, this was, was awesome. A, a fast-paced match, a lot of cool spots, kind of what you would normally see in a Young Bucks match. I think the key from a psychology standpoint was they really put over the idea that the Young Bucks are really pissed. They've been pissed since they lost the match. Yeah. Um, when Hangman cost them the match that would get them in the tag team title pitcher. They were worked the heels here. They were clearly the heels in the match. They ended up with a lot of um, spots. You know, they worked over Luchasaurus. They worked over Jungle Boy. There was a good spot where Jungle Boy was going to make the hot tag to Luchasaurus. And I think it was Nick Jackson super kicks Luchasaurus at the last second. So he goes off the apron and Jungle Boy reaches to tag him. And Nick gets like on the apron and is like, give me a hot tag, like mocking him. And then Marco stunt pulled him off the apron. So Nick su- or Matt super kicks Marco, which is an easy Pretty. heel spot. Yeah. And then, so they had a match. I thought this was a really good showcase for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus at one point did a giant dive over the top, off the like a springboard dive over the barricades onto like a huge crowd of people. Uh, a lot of stuff with Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is a much better wrestler than he was a year or two ago. Yes. I think both Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy um, have a lot of like star potential in in different they ways. Do. Yep. Um, and this ended where uh, Luchasaurus was was stuck on the outside after he did a huge dive, and they basically were able to double team <laughs> Jungle Boy. They gave him a couple super kicks. Jungle Boy kicked out a couple times. Yeah. And then they uh, gave him the BTE trigger, which is the two double knees, and then Matt pinned Jungle Boy. But they gave Jungle Boy a lot in this match. It wasn't like the yes, Bucks. This is how you can beat somebody, especially if they're young, and still make them look like a star. They they yeah. had him. They had him kick out a lot of their mm-hmm. stuff, a lot of their big stuff. He didn't look weak at all. Um, and I'll be honest, I thought this was good. The Bucks, they're another one. 
that I've got to improve. They're, they're, but I felt this was better for them. Because I do watch all the Being the Elite episodes, and I do see, which is one of my favorite shows to watch on YouTube, it is, but like sometimes they do stuff where their acting is just like, mm, right? But uh, tonight, they were much better. I think they're getting there, especially uh, Matt. No, no, I'm sorry, Nick. Nick is definitely more of a the heel between the two brothers, I think, naturally. Um, he did some good dicky heel stuff yeah. tonight, and it looked very natural for him. And, and, like and they were heels, you know, on the independents for a long time. They're heels in New Japan. The original Bullet Club was like a big heel group. So yeah, but is it but, is it going uh, anywhere? Was it or was it just for this match? We we've seen the Bucks before with like uh, Pentagon and Phoenix, where they start to act heelish, but it doesn't go anywhere. I, I to me, this match seemed redundant. It can't, it can't go anywhere with uh, FTR being heel. Right. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, because that's right. the next match, right? The Bucks versus FTR, and and Bucks have to be the babyface. So why act heelish? I don't they should get be the babyface. Actually, now you say that, I don't get it. Yeah, it makes yeah. no sense. And, and 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 on top of that, I I mean, I feel like they've done this match or variations of it for so many months. It was an action-packed, like, this should have been the opener. It just gets you into it, but... I love this match, for the record. On the record, I was going to say, I love... This was an A-plus match for me. I'm just being honest. For me. For me. Okay. Matt loved it, so I'll shit on it real quick. (laughs) I gave it... I have four and a quarter. I I just thought it was... It's just kind of the same stuff you see from him. I think they beat Jungle Boy too much. He took the pin here. I I mean, he's been losing just a ton. And I think... Jungle Boy has to get out of this gimmick. Luchasaurus too. The dinosaur stuff. It's too goofy. At some point, if he wants to be a star, he has to get rid of that dinosaur crap and and uh, get rid of the mask. Jungle Boy needs to move on on his own. Be Jack Perry. And you got got two stars. I totally disagree with the Luchasaurus thing. Luchasaurus was all you know. He's been wrestling forever. Yeah, and he's not over. He's a. He looks like a. He looks like a movie star. Yeah, and there's there's segments. He doesn't need that mask. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that it's a huge. You part hype of up a Luchasaurus versus X match for next week. It's not going to do a difference in ratings. But more importantly, you're okay with him talking like his little dinosaur jokes and his promos and stuff. I, yeah. I think I okay. Like, the oh, Eighty million years ago, I was doing I, this. I do think that has kind of. I think that has run its course. The speaking portion of that, I do agree. I, I see a guy with a marketable gimmick. I see it popular with kids. I see it popular. Yes. With you have yes. Woody, Reggie Miller was on. Reggie Miller was on TNT saying that he, you know, the Luchasaurus is his kid's favorite, um, kid's favorite oh. wrestler. You know, if he's not, if he's just, That's you know, cool. I, you know, what was his name? I'm trying to remember his name in NXT. I can't remember off the top of my head. Judas Draven, something like that. Right? I'm sure there were kids that liked the Red Rooster too, but ultimately it was Hulk Hogan that really sold to kids. He's a good looking dude. I'm serious. Yeah, he's exactly. He's jacked. He's athletic. He doesn't, he's not some ugly dude and he's been under a hood. Like he looks like a, like a rock star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I he's got why. star, a star look. But like, by the same time, what Jesse's saying is true too, though, right? You can see people buying a shit ton of masks. A bunch of kids buying those masks. I just, I don't know. But when he's so much bigger than everybody on that roster, and looks so much different than them all, I don't mm-hmm. see why he needs to have that hood. He's a giant. I, I know that as the the audience that AEW is trying to appeal to that eighteen to forty nine audience, as soon as they hear someone cutting a promo saying sixty million years ago, I've you know my my ancestors were wiped out or whatever, mm-hmm. they they're just like, oh, this is that goofy pro wrestling shit, as opposed to 
taking it seriously. I think um, if he was a real main... quick, Michael Ryan saying the name Big Swole sucks. She needs rebrand. Re- re- I, I I do. She's not big and swole. Like Big Swole should be a bodybuilder. <laughs> right. I think it's fine. Uh, Jackson oh. Collins giving you some five dollars for me. Thank you, Jackson. Great to see you back, Jackson. Much respect to you. Have fun, boys. Thank you, Jackson. Uh, Thank you, Jackson. Great friend of the show. Thank you, Jackson. And uh, been Frank since '93 with the ten dollars super chat, saying Dustin does not get nearly enough credit for being in the shape he is in and working as hard as he does. His <laughs> first match was in 1990, and he's still on point. He looks amazing. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Yeah. More. Yeah, I see some of these guys in their we'll early fifties. Yeah, I see some of these guys in their early fifties. But Dustin, he wrestles like he's in his thirties. Yeah, he, it's not like there's uh, certain areas where he's slow or anything. He moves so fluid, like it, it's pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, I was watching. I said, I'll say it's true for Dustin. I was watching as well. I was watching the New Japan show last week and watching Minoru Suzuki, who's like 50, 52. He's, he's six months younger than Bill Goldberg. And he's out there like having a 20 minute match. It's like 90 degrees outside. And he's just like killing it, doing all this stuff. And Dustin's the same way. This guy's been wrestling in for na- na- at a national level since like, when did he debut? Like 1990? Like when was his, I wonder when his first match in WCW was. It was, or, it was you know. Well, I remember, I remember back in 19, gosh, Matt, you remember back when the Million Dollar Man and, and uh, Dustin Rhodes had that 10 million, uh, that 10 minute challenge where Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes had the last 10 minutes. I think that was, that wasn't his first, that was 90, though, was it? That was his first exposure on the national scene. I think that was 1990 because that was uh, after uh, really? that SummerSlam when yeah. Sapphire went with uh, with Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I, I know that part of the storyline, but I thought he was already wrestling by this point with uh, NWA or whatever. Yeah, the first no, match, yet. the first match on the wrestling database for Dustin's in 1988, he was teamed with Kendall Windham uh, as part of the Texas Broncos on you know, he was wrestling his first match in this database it was on TBS in 1988. So Yeah, but as a as a big in a big storyline, the first one was that with yeah. his father, with uh, Dusty. But he's been wrestling on national TV for basically yeah, no, was it thirty-two years? Yeah, Damn. it's impressive as hell. Wow. Uh, Manish oh, yeah. Malou saying, uh, "We say top guys in WWE can't cut good promos. Who in AEW other than MJF, Y2J, Rhodes Brothers, and Mox can cut good promos? Plus, WWE has better storylines currently." What? Uh, for AEW for promos, yeah. um, I think he's right on that. Yeah, like, he nailed everybody there. I think. Yeah, I mean, the problem is a lot of these young guys want to learn moves and not character and promos. Ooh. And MJF, he has been studying the old school promos and the characters, and that's why he's in the position that he is. Uh, one more before we keep moving on. Uh, Steezy Preezy saying, not the best AEW pay-per-view tonight. And I see how people got turned off after the horrible Hardy spot. But I still enjoyed matches, especially the tag team match. And we'll get to that Hardy spot. That was freaking nasty. Yeah, I have a lot to say about the Hardy spot. So let's keep, we'll keep moving. Uh, the, we had the Battle Royale. A uh, bunch of stuff happened in this. This is They've done this gimmick a few times where the guys come out five at a time. Every three minutes, a new wave comes in. Nothing really matters until um, they all come out. I would say the notable things that happened in this match was they really focused on the Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Darby Allen feud. They uh, brought out – so Darby Allen eliminated Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks brought out a body bag and threw it in the ring. The body bag was filled with thumbtacks. Brian Cage threw – 
Darby Allen into the body bag filled with thumbtacks, then gave him a power bomb out to like the uh, the rampway, the elevated walkway, uh, which uh, is a bump that I'm sure was not fun to take. But uh, Darby's insane, so I guess uh, he's fine. I haven't heard anything about about it. That was a key spot. Um, the match came down to I think the final four. We had Lance Archer, the Butcher, um, Eddie Kingston. And who I'm trying to think of the fourth. Um, oh, Matt Seidel. Oh, a big thing happened with Matt Seidel was he came out as number 21 as like the special surprise thing. And he comes out and he gets, he hits the ring and he climbs up the turn first turnbuckle. There's a guy laying in the ring, ready for him to hit the shooting star press. And he just, he slips on the top rope and he just, yeah, like he that. landed up. He, he looks, he wrestled the rest of the match, looked fine, but this was a, I'm, 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 I hope he's okay. He, you know, he said he messed, he wrestled. This was a, a very memorable botch. And Matt Seidel's got, he's got name and he's such a good wrestler that I don't think it's going to like define him or anything, but he definitely, no. I, you know, I, I can see like you make your debut and the first thing you do is just this very gift worthy botch, but I'm sure he's going to be fine. Um, Who cares? Who won? Lance Archer ended up winning. This was kind of an, a convoluted finish where Lance Archer had Eddie Kingston on the top rope, like, and Lance Archer was standing on the ring apron. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jake had Jake Roberts was ringside, and he had the snake. And, like, I guess the idea was he was showing Eddie Kingston the snake, and Eddie Kingston was afraid of the snake. And so Lance Archer ended up taking Eddie Kingston and giving him, like, one of those, like, elevated choke slams and tossing him onto the Butcher and the Blade who are on the outside. So Lance Archer wins, and I believe he's got a – he's now he's got the title shot, if that's correct. He does. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what do you guys think? If this was nothing, you, you said what happened with the thumbtack spot in the body bag. Everything else in this, I couldn't care any less about. Wasting my time. Uh, Matt Seidel, I had actually just interviewed him like two weeks ago. And, and the interview is supposed to come out this week. So all the questions I had about AEW are kind of meaningless now. Um, but, man, I, I love Matt Seidel. It's great to see him uh, you know, on a national platform. He's so ultra-talented. Ty Dillinger, uh, Sean Spears, do you think he's any better off now than he was when he was in NXT, when he was at his top in NXT? Oh, no, not when he's in NXT. He's a lower mid-card heel. Yeah, I I mean... Which I don't understand why. He's got the look. He's he's got... uh, His promos are fine. I, I don't know what's wrong here. I don't know why he's not treated more serious. I don't know why he doesn't get some bigger wins. Yeah. They screwed him when he lost to Cody. He should not have lost to Cody. He just, I mean, he it wasn't even sliding down the ladder. He was like was dumped into a, a pit. So it, it was, uh, I mean, at least Lance Archer is getting something. They're rehabbing him a little. They rehab Brody. But, and but. actually, we'll get to the Dark Order match uh, mm-hmm. here in a little bit. But at least they're rehabbing him a little. Lance Archer's a, a monster, and, and he should be portray- portrayed as such, you know, portrayed. You know, protect those guys. So, I think Lance has like great star presence. Just when you see him in the ring mm. and he hits his moves, I think he stands out in the ring. But when you see him do his promos, he seems very forced. And there is something where he doesn't come across as a natural. Like he doesn't. Uh, he seems like he's acting. He seems like he's playing a character. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's where I feel like he needs to to work on that. One thing in this match that's kind of small, but they had Will Hobbs, who's just been like an AEW mm-hmm. dark guy. And he was in the match, and they gave him spots, and he eliminated a few guys. And he was he, in the mix. He looked good. Yeah, he went. He's a bigger guy. He's got kind of a like um, 
like, like intro. Yeah, he's got like an eye-catching body. Like you see I him. Like, like, oh, who's this he's guy? Good. He's looks yep. like a real athlete. I'm his sure he's like his gear looks good. His boots look good. Um, on top of it, and it sounds like a small thing, but he looked like a star tonight to me. And I like and that. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is just uh, <laughs> the dude is killing it. He, I, 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 w- I would like to see him change his gear up a little bit, do yes. something different. Yes. But he, he's wearing '80s jobber gear, but he oh, comes across when he, he talks. He, he's like his total star. Gear, but as soon as he opens his mouth, he's got me. He's yeah. honoring Toshiaki Kawada with the black and yellow. That's the whole point of the gear. Oh, I think he's got a bet. Of course he is. Of oh course. My God. Hey, How did we I'm miss gonna that? Look, I'm going to wait for my wife to go tell her that because she'll care. Like, Anjali, you didn't get that? No. Anjali, this. No, no, no. I just, I, I actually <laughs> noticed that today, like when he was wearing the black and yellow. I'm like, he's wearing Kawada gear. I think he, yes. he's got a bad body. As I, I, I have wrestled against and with Kawada uh, thousands of times for, um, God, what were we on the monster team for, uh, oh, God, Hustle. Yeah, I was gonna say hustle, 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 um, and I didn't even know that about his gear. Kawada's <laughs> my favorite wrestler of all time, I think. Like, as well, much that's as what was so, so that's why when Dudley's came there to hustle, they couldn't believe like uh, Kawada was there and doing all this silliness because, like, you don't understand, like Kawada's like a real badass here. Yeah, man. like for him to be doing any of this nonsense is crazy. It'd be like Bruno San Martino doing this, man. Look at mm-hmm. it that way. Because I didn't understand why they made such a big deal about him being there. And, and, and to, to that point, when we're talking about Kingston and Lance Archer, when you hear Kingston talk, he sounds like you oh, would believe God. everything he's saying. Lance I, Archer he sounds like, me. He would, yeah, man, you're going to get it. You know, like it's just the. Well, you, don't, you don't think people talk and yell, everybody dies. You don't think people talk <laughs> like that? <laughs> yeah. And then no. Jake, Jake hasn't been killing it. Jake sounds like, Jesus Christ. Jake's been a little outclassed by Taz. Yeah. Yes. 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 I know everyone loves Jake, and he's he's a great talker in his own way. But I think in the pre-tapes he's fine, but live it just hasn't worked with him and Taz. And I think Taz has been a great talker. Yeah. All right. Ben Franks. Ben Franks in '93, four nine nine super chats. Says Matt, as a friend of Bill W, just have to say thank you. Inspired to dream. uh, Too big every time I listen and see you. That's awesome. Congratulations, Ben Frank. Uh, Thank you. Proud of you. That's good shit, brother. Keep going. And uh, Mitch Orbsby said, Matt Seidel had the funniest, saddest debut ever. Uh, Could you imagine if AJ slipped during the Phenomenal Forum when he debuted at the Rumble? Yikes. I was worried. Lower stakes. Lower stakes, though. For like, when if AJ botched it at the Rumble, it would never be, he'd be dead. I, th- I think he'll recover. Um, no, he's fine. Yeah. He's Stevie Breezy. Yeah. Stevie Breezy might help saying, him. Shockmaster oh, we... debut or Sockdale debut. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not down. the same zip Let's code. Down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did... Will Hobbs needs to be someone's project. Dude yes. has got yes, potential. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- there's a reason he was chosen for that for that spot, you know, in the Battle Royal. You know, yeah. he's someone looking out for him. So we're going to move on here. Um, our, our next match here. Let me just scroll down here. We had... Uh, the broken rules match with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. So this match oh started God. out. Matt Hardy was like in like the entrance tunnel for the football field, and he was looking for Sammy Guevara. And Sammy <laughs> was in Sammy was in the golf cart, and Sammy Sammy drove down like they did the recreation of like the the famous meme where Matt and Kenny are chasing after Sammy in the golf cart. So Matt yeah. dodges the golf cart, 
And then so they get, they brawl a little bit, and then they climb up the uh, what do you call it? Like a scissors lift, or I don't know, like the platform that goes up. So they go up here. They're about I don't know ten or twelve feet, maybe higher, off the ground, and they do this spot where Sammy spears him off of the 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 platform, and they're supposed to go through two tables that are set up. And Matt Hardy smacks his head on the concrete, and he looks like he's unconscious. And it is – you can find it online. It was one of the worst bumps I can remember someone taking, like on live television. Uh, Matt is – the ref's over by Matt. You can see Sammy trying to stall. Uh, Aubrey Edwards, who's the ref, flashes the X sign. They get up, and they do some – they try to brawl, but Matt is clearly out of it. It's very scary. And Aubrey goes, we got to call the match. I'm done. The doctor runs in. They get Sammy out of there. They kind of stay with the shot. Like you can see them still going and they're like, oh, I can't believe this match ended. And then so then like after like, I don't know, maybe like two or three minutes max, maybe it was less than that. They announced this match must have a winner. And Matt and Sammy come back out. They're now like on the stage. They climb up the rigging of the light rigging and Matt pushes off Sammy from the the rigging and he crashes through he probably fell like 10 or 12 feet himself but much safer and they you know he doesn't answer the 10 count and so matt ends up winning and the the stipulation was that matt can stay was going to leave have to leave AEW if he didn't win so he wins but yes this was a really this was matt coming matt hardy the match continuing i think is the worst moment in AEW history i i really felt uncomfortable about this yeah this was not good this is no bueno um, I'm guessing they checked on him um, when they thought the match was done and they said they could pull this off obviously just to climb the, the trust and then you know Sammy take a dive right and fall mm-hmm. but um, because that was obviously a planned bump right so that was probably what the finish was supposed yeah, to be yeah I think they just ran to the finish we, we gotta you know? do the finish yeah but uh, it, was just, it was a shame to watch you don't want to see you know Matt's toward the end of his career you want to see him take care of himself obviously i don't think he did it on purpose right um don't think he wanted that to happen so uh hopefully all the best to him i'm not i have no doubt in my mind he's concussed as hell um Mm -hmm. and uh fingers crossed for him hopefully he takes time off with this concussion a lot of time off i I can't i couldn't tell if they had filmed that part of the match yesterday or if it was today Mm -hmm. because if they let him continue just like that that's completely irresponsible it is. It is. If they did, if yeah. they did, it is. I mean, that's bullshit. So, if if it was one of those things where it was yesterday and then today, he said I could just do the last couple minutes where I'm not taking any bumps. You know, there's if it was live, there's no excuse for them to have them continue on. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought here was the thing with me was that I thought about Katsuri Shibata, who famously. Of Got yeah. a concussion. We all, think about, we all thought about Katsuri. Me yeah. too, bro. Me too, he head, bro. He headbutted a guy. Yeah, he, that was nasty. Yeah, he got you know he clearly suffered a concussion. He finished it. He finished the match. He collapsed backstage. He was brought to the hospital and he almost died. I forget what specific the name of what happened, but he basically had a bunch of blood seeping into his brain. I think he had to like relearn to walk. His his wrestling career is over. And immediately after this match. That's all I could think about was think about like, I hope Matt Hardy's okay. I think I saw, I think I, I, I can't confirm anything. I saw just Brian Alvarez saying that Matt Hardy got transported to the hospital. Uh, 
Damn. And and uh, Shivani on the broadcast like an hour or two later said that they checked on Matt Hardy. Doctor Sampson checked on Matt Hardy. They said he was okay to continue and that they're fine and nothing. I, I I hope I hope that's the case. On television, it looked like there was no way he can continue. I'm obviously not a doctor, um, but it seemed very like I said. I'm with Raj. I think it was really irresponsible. And the other thing is that it just freaked everyone out. So then the next thing you do is another high spot where someone's falling off a platform. And that was the last thing that I wanted to see was just to see another crazy high stunt like that. And, you know, Matt's a pro Matt Hardy has fallen through more tables off of high structures than probably anyone except for his brother. But you know, these guys take real risks and I thought that spot looked unsafe. I think taking a spear like that with only two tables to catch you, seemed unsafe to me. I'm obviously not a worker. I'm obviously not Matt Hardy, but that was very, very scary. And it was, I think it, it really, it really hampered the show. When I think about the show, I'll think about that spot and I hope Matt's okay. And I hope he can come back and keep wrestling, but goddamn, that was not fun at all. Very uncomfortable. It was, uh, it was scary. Um, I, I, I don't see if it if the whole thing did happen tonight I think it's completely <laughs> irresponsible to have him going on concussed to continue doing yeah it and, and it's not it's this isn't someone separating you know you know tearing their bicep or tearing their quadricep and you know gutting out the match you know or this isn't like one of those things where you can just be a tough guy and tough it out and I'm sure all you know yeah Matt uh, real quick, more. Justin Lopez saying, "I won't. I don't get it. If you're going to do a spot like that, why wasn't there any protection on a hard floor? That was a I, fucking I, high spot. Like, why yeah. was there no protection? I, I, I don't have an answer. I don't know. That, that was yeah. Um, David Oakley saying, "What do you think of Kip Sabian's twitch jab at WWE? Did not see that. Do you think wrestlers would leave or not sign with WWE? Okay, we'll get to that later uh, after this show." Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> James yes, I, yes, I do. Glenn's son is very knowledgeable. Um, I'll, the first part, the first part, I think I'll take as an insult. The second part, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, Joey uh, Jordan saying, "I think it's AEW needs to put limits on Matt." Uh, I mean, at some point, if you know they're going to fight backstage or do a, a high spot from that high onto the concrete. I mean, but come on, like you also, you listen to guys, veterans who've been doing this for so long. I mean, did, did Paul Heyman go to Terry Funk and tell him, hey, don't do the barbed wire spot here? And then when he got stuck in barbed wire, it was, like, impossible. They had to cut it off him and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. where do you draw that line? You do draw that line if he got concussed and they still had him go out. I don't think that. I think what you first said, Rod, is probably how I'm hoping is how it went down. Um, but even then, one could argue he could have slipped, it, it, meaning, like, today they had him do it again. Right, right for the pre-tape purposes of this, another day he's he's feeling bad or whatever have you. But once you have a concussion, that is there for a while. Even if you feel better and you're not puking and daylight's not hurting your eyes, you're still concussed. And you can't see the wound because it's inside your head. You have to let it heal. Um, that's what makes these things so sketchy and so tight and so so uh, worrisome. And there's no I, way it's his first concussion. I legit have 21 registered, so I assure you Matt's had more. Yeah. All right. So keep in mind, then they ask him to what the next, even if it's the next day, say, all right, climb up the truck. Even that is worrisome to me. He could yeah. have slipped. Anything bad could have happened. And it's starting to look like this all did happen tonight, which is even worse. Like to, to not stop it after that, that bump. So it was all live. 
Yeah. Damn. Uh, Michael Ryan saying, this is Matt Hardy's second concussion in less than 30 days. This one could be retirement, not by his choice. I mean, we'll see. Uh, Concussions affect different people different different ways. Peter is saying, uh, match wasn't live. Khan had paused the match. It did seem to me like there was... uh, Okay. Like it had... There was a shift, so I, I that's why I thought that part even of so, like e- yeah. even even so, I would say even two days later after a concussion like that, I'm telling you, that's a bad. I'm yeah, you don't have someone around. climbing a, a high. Yeah, you could have slid. Yeah, Mike G. Oh, he's talking about the Darby body bag yes. spot was pretty bad as oh well. Oh my and, god! Oh my god! So Darby Allen, I, I forgot to say this earlier, but dude, what are you doing? Darby, Cut it down thirty percent. You'll still you're you're not going to make it to thirty five uh, in the ring. Oof. It was you cut it down thirty five percent. You'll be just as over. And Darby, yeah. we can't see your face. We can't see your body in there. So right. Like you're taking this whole horrific bump. We can't, as crazy people, enjoy your bump because mm-hmm. we can't see your body. We have no idea how you hit. Were you sitting up? Were you not? What did did, did your back get hit? Did your neck get hit? Did your face get hit? I right. don't know. It's not worth it. That bump is not worth it. It's very creative, though, to be put in a bag with thumbtacks, to be to be clear. But you could not pay me all the money in the world to do that. No way. Well, they've right. Someone, about- someone's a big fan of you here. Justin greater than Matt. Grace, <laughs> Justin greater than Glenn. Much better than Raj. Go fuck yourself, Bobby. <laughs> Honestly, isn't that just yeah, like... how about that, Bobby? Isn't that just like... <laughs> how about them apples? Isn't that just like a power <laughs> ranking from five to one of who's been on this podcast the most... It's just exposure. I got. I'm like the the new face coming up from NXT. So people, yeah. I'm over now. But Buddy I'll get Barlow, no, now. Uh, literally the show was 100 percent live. It wasn't the the Britt Baker stuff was taped. Uh, yeah. before. Yeah, so hot. So moving on, we had the women's match. Now I did think that this match was in a difficult spot coming off of the Matt Hardy match where everyone shocked it, but this was. Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa. They had a very kind of a, a, I thought this was a good physical match. I think this has a case to being the best women's match in AEW's women's history. I know people will think that's not saying a lot, but it was a good match. Um, Thunder Rosa got, this was a classic, like Thunder Rosa is going, is doing the job. So she's going to, so that's music. Uh, Thunder Rosa is doing the job. Some news coming out, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll alert it on the podcast yeah. here in a second. So Thunder Rosa is doing the job. So she takes eighty percent of the match. Uh, I think my takeaway from this match with, which is Hikaru Shida won uh, with her her knee strike finish, was that AEW's got to find a way to get Thunder Rosa on the show more. I think she's got it in the ring. I think she's got it in the personality. I think if she, I don't know what the contract situation is with the NWA. I don't know. Um, how many dates they can use her. I don't know if they can just use her full time. Uh, obviously the NWA, I don't think is taping right now. I think she's got to stick around because this, de- this division desperately needs someone like that. So dear Jesse, just say what happens in the match, because if you say you give us the breakdown, there's nothing for us to talk about. I have nothing to add to that. Zero. I have nothing to add to that. You hit everything there was to hit on that match. I got nothing. Do you think Thunder Rosa, do you think Thunder Rosa should have won? I do. I do. Um, I thought maybe I was thinking that just because I like her more. I don't really care for the other. I can't even say the girl's name properly. Yeah. I, I, I don't care about her. I do like Thunder Rosa a lot because I was a big NWA mark. So I, I don't know. Um, I yeah. What do you do? Do you really have somebody come in and beat your champ, though? I don't know. 
Yeah, that's the politics of it, right? This is the, yeah. they, you know, they said she was the NWA champion. They put over that title. They had Billy Corgan, weirdly only Billy Corgan's voice uh in the pre in the, the video package. But I think there's a case, you know, you could have put the title on her and have her drop it in two or three weeks. It's interesting that they're promoting NWA. Um granted they're not a threat, but um uh, you know, it, they haven't done it yet with the US promotion. So and by the way, the NWA title looks better than AEW's did, I thought. Yeah. The title looks great. The NWA title's great. So then real quick, we had the Alex Marvez interviewing Kip Sabian and Penelope. Real quick. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. No, you have news, don't you? Harry and Gomez going to two, two new uh, AEW second women's title holder, Nyla. Riho and Sheeta weren't believable women's champion holders. To me, Britt is going to be a great champ, too. I, I, I think, I think uh, she will be, yeah. She is the best uh, in that division, in my opinion. I, I you know what? I, I, I didn't get to say anything about Thunder Rosa, but I thought she looked great here. I think she. she, she this was a um, good wrestling style. It was a, a charming performance. Like it's just one of those that's going to get her noticed, and in a year from now, she's going to be in a high position. Uh, Clyde is saying, "I want to be excited about something as much as Jr. gets about picture in picture." <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare! Yeah, right. <laughs> We're going a picture in picture. <laughs> oh, don't you go away from picture in picture, folks. Raj, do you, have, do you have news you want to break now, or do you want to wait? No, I'm, I'm waiting. Okay. So, we'll, real quick, there was a segment. Uh, Alex Marvez was backstage interviewing Kip Sabian and, Sabian and Penelope Ford. I wasn't Holy really, shit, that, I, that shirt that Penelope I really, Ford I was, was wearing. I wasn't really paying attention to what Kip Sabian was saying. Oh, I don't God. think anybody was. Kip Sabian announced that they're getting married and that they're going to do a segment where Kip Sabian is teasing someone as his best man. Uh, I think it's going to be Brock Lesnar, personally. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking, oh. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you had me. Um, but that's going to be a segment. I guess they're probably going to do a wedding angle, which is, uh, I know that's something WWE would do. <laughs> I think Kip Sabian just needs a new tag team partner because he was doing all that work with Jimmy Havoc, and Jimmy Havoc is yeah. out of there. So... Hey, Matt, I wanted to ask you about this the other night. Doesn't it seem like AEW is doing a lot of WWE-ish segments lately? Sports entertainment. Like uh, with the Battle Royale, you you know, how WWE, anytime we we talk about this all the time, when there's a Money in the Bank match, you have the one guy saying how he's going to win. Then the next wrestler comes out saying, no, I'm going to win. And then the next wrestler comes out. Then the next wrestler comes out. And then everyone's in there, and then they fight. They yeah. did that on AEW this past uh, on Dynamite with they, the Battle Royale. It's it's just this uh, the formulaic stuff that's lazy, um, and now with the wedding segment, unless they come up with something super cool, it just seems like they're. Uh, but those are two things. I will not compare them to the WWE and saying that they're copying them because it's weddings. I'm not, There's always weddings in wrestling. Sure. The, the 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 guys coming out on top of each other in staggered progression that I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. Yeah. That's a little WWE Monday Night Raw-ish right after a bit WrestleMania. And then they say there's a top six contenders match or some right. shit like that. And then, like, Booker comes out. And then, like, Steven would come out. And then Michaels would come out. And then, yes. Mm-hmm. Teddy Long makes a tag team match. Yeah. Yes. Like, Tonight we'll have a six-way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, and there was, uh, yes. It might be noteworthy, but at the end, Kip Sabian hold up, held up a sign that said you can follow him on Twitch. And then there was a little thing at the bottom that said All Elite Wrestling approves this the sponsorship of this message. So that was obvious shot at WWE. 
Next up, we'll we had this. Later. Yeah, so. we had an eight-man tag. It was Dustin Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Matt Cardona, and QT Marshall taking on the Dark Order, which was Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Stu Grayson, Evil Ono. This match went kind of long. It, did. Uh, it was uh, just an eight-man tag. I mean, this seemed like a match you'd see on Dynamite. The right. finish, the finish ended up happening with. Brody Lee basically laying out Dustin Ro- Rhodes, telling Colt Cabana that he can pin him. Colt, yep. I think he went for a moonsault off the yes. top. Yep. And then missed. missed. Dustin rolled him up and got the pin. So the idea, and if the previous matches have been like Brody Lee hits his finisher and Colt gets the pin with the idea that Brody's like right. getting Colt wins. And then this, the story. So this, was, yeah, yeah so go this, ahead, this, this was really good. This was good storytelling, I thought, actually. I know a lot of people are either up or down on Dark Order, but for that storyline with uh, uh, Colt specifically, I thought it was good. I thought Colt played his part really well, too, actually. Um, I liked the little twist at the end, believe it or not, with uh, Uno, Evil Uno, helping him up. and I like that. Out. That was that was small, but it makes sense. The and little they detail. Now, and those yeah, the, the announcers put it over, too. Yeah, um, that, I like that, it. That, that was good. Um, Matt Cardona looked frigging awesome. Yeah. Jesus Christmas, he's jacked. Um I don't know if everybody's just smaller in AEW or what, but yeah, they are. When these, any of these WWE guys go there, they're like twenty thousand times bigger than everybody. Yeah, was, Zach Ryder looks like freaking Brock yeah. Lesnar there. Yes, uh, he does. Yeah, <laughs> but he does. I, I do gotta say, like uh, Brody <laughs> Lee just came uh, off of crushing Cody Rhodes, and then he's in this competitive match, and he lo- is on the losing side of the spectrum from a storytelling point. He should have. He should just killed Dustin Rhodes, but, like as but, part of this. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, um, he did have the match won. He hit his uh, discus clothesline gimmick, and that dude was laid out. That match was done. He could have won it himself and covered the guy. He told Colt to come take it. Colt effed it all up. So I don't see a loss. But he, but him. he wasn't dominating the whole match. You know what I mean? It was like remember when Brock Lesnar killed John Cena. Like after he beat Undertaker and he just yeah, destroyed John Cena. If his next so match he was in an eight man tag and oh. you know it's a long match and he's on the losing end, that that would have made no sense. And I just feel like you got well, you just put up. these you just got some uh, rocket straps on Brody. Just have him destroy these you know these no, guys. No, that's what you match. do. You don't have them in the match at all. You have all the other Dork Order guys in it instead of him. Yeah. And then after the match is done, he comes in and gets it just kills him and yeah. kills everyone. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think exactly. he's going to wreck Dustin on Wednesday. Yes, he will. It seems like, to me, it kind of felt like they should have done the eight-man tag on Dynamite and then done the Dustin versus Brody Lee match tonight. I know the TNT title, yeah, I guess the idea is to have the match, the title defended on, on TNT. TV. But it did seem like this was kind of like backwards from what you would normally see, which is because it didn't really, it felt like kind of a filler match to me. Like, it was. It was. Most of the show yeah. felt like filler, honestly. And you only have four pay-per-views. The last now. two matches were the only ones that felt like they, they meant something. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll move on. Um, then we had the tag team title match. This was a, a pretty long match. This was FTR versus Kenny and Hangman. This was awesome. Mm-hmm. Basically, FTR dominates the match. They work over Kenny's leg, and they end up beating and winning the titles kind of like pretty handily. Like they were basically worked over Kenny's leg. Kenny couldn't get back in the ring. They hit, I think two spike pile drivers on Hangman, and they pin them and they're the new champs. They're undefeated. They're looking good. They are. So really quick, this is great psychology. I said it earlier about working uh, Kenny's leg. The, the, the back to back dragon screw leg whips were frigging amazingly well done. That's not an easy move to take, by the way. 
Um, I botched that. Muda gave it to me. I had no idea he was going to give it to me. Um, how stupid am I? That's like the only thing the guy does. Um, but nonetheless, um, this is an awesome match. Um, love the psychology in it. But one thing I didn't like, and I, I love, I love um, uh, FDR. Um, but they should not be doing misdirections. These two should never, under any circumstances, have a Kenny Omega duck something and then clothesline the other one and look like Keystone uh. Cops. They are the upper echelon of tag teams. They should be the only ones where that shit doesn't ever happen. Not even once. Yeah. And they did it twice tonight. <laughs> I love this match. I hated that they kicked out of a spike pile driver. To you know, uh, I think Paige kicked out of one. I feel like that's one of those moves. When something looks like it could kill you, don't kick out of it. And they did a second one, and that did end it. But I love this match. I always love... Uh, teams where it look i always love matches where it looks like you're trying to get the win where it's like an athletic contest where you're trying to get the win as opposed to a dance where you're trying to show off moves and, and I, a lot of wrestling nowadays is is a dance where you're trying to show off moves and i i prefer this where yeah. it, it means something to win and, and, and it was the guys ugly. Are, it was ugly at the end when kenny was trying to get in it looked ugly it looked yeah. like kenny shouldn't have been there it looked like yeah. he was out of place trying to get in there to break up the pen which i thought worked yeah, it made it, look, it made it look ugly, which was good. Yes, like, grungy, like he, you know what I mean. I don't know how to explain it. I just thought it worked even more towards this match style. Yeah, I, I, yeah. This, was, it, this was the best match, obviously. But yeah, uh, one of the best matches. I say one B to my one A box, but go ahead. And Matt, to your point, that, that Brock Lesnar John Cena match I was talking about at SummerSlam, yes. we just kicked the hell out of him. No, uh, yep. a bunch of uh, fat, you know. Uh, uh, false finishes or anything. Nothing. It was just dirty. It was grungy. It was just uncomfortable at times. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. When you, when it was done, it had a statement. Yeah, and it it yeah. it, it, it you remember it. Yeah. And uh, I I just thought we FTR was just great here. I, I loved FTR. This 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 felt like a star making performance. Yeah, I thought FTR gained a lot because they wrestled this match entirely like an FTR. Like they're that kind of style they want to do. They were very physical. They were on top. They worked, you know, they worked the body part and they won the match, you know, without like doing maybe like the same amount of dramatic near falls. And I think they really gained, you know, they haven't lost yet. They've been protected in AEW. They got Tully as their manager now. I think they're looking great. And I think it's, in, I like the idea that they wrestle a different style than, say, the Young Bucks, because then you'll have fans that like the FDR style and you'll have fans that like the Young Bucks style. And it'll be a real organic rivalry where you'll have people on both sides saying, I want this team to win and I want that team to win. And I, I think that's a really good dynamic they got going. Yeah. Because okay. Aaron Axe saying, I have to agree with Matt. Kenny was very close to AJ Styles as the two best wrestlers in the world. And now I can honestly say there is a huge gap. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't even think, when I think of the best wrestler, wrestler in the world, Kenny Omega is no longer in that equation. No. Um, Clyde, uh, Z-A-R, I'm not sure what South currency. South African currency. Okay. AEW guys are just short, I think. One saw Roman on a life, and he was 6'1 at most. No way. Roman's not 6'1. I think he's 6'3. I've met Roman. He's taller. I'm 6, and he's at He's probably like six four or six five. But uh, by the way, big fan from South Africa. I never miss a podcast, even when I didn't watch the show. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And, um, South uh, Africa is on my bucket list. I really want to go there. <laughs> Travis Huffman saying Omega is so awkward. He'll never be over with the mainstream U.S. market. Cornetta is hundred percent. Omega's character is comic book Japanese women's wrestling fan. I, oh, I, I, his character, I don't think I don't see it uh, going across borders. No comment. 
And Justin Lopez saying FTR first, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and AEW Tag Team Champions. All right. Oh, huh. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So then we had the Mimosa Mayhem match. Oh. Um, <laughs> so this match starts at 11 p.m. So we're already three hours into the show and this four sucks. hours if you count the show. It went... I thought it went pretty long. They did all the sim- – you know, they had the big vats of mimosa set up on both sides, and they kept doing the teasing spots for the guys pretending he's going to fall in. He's wobbling yep. close. Uh, the finish came when um, – what do you want to finish? So he uh, Superman punched or he orange punched Jericho a few times, you know, into the vat. So the big story is Orange Cassidy gets the win. I was entertained at certain points. I think this feud has run its course. What do you guys think? It definitely has. And I'm glad it's done. That's all I, I got. Hope it's, I hope it's done. I think this has brought Jericho down in a weird way. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, Jericho could it should be used in a much better way. I just feel like it's not the best <laughs> use of Jericho. I, I thought Orange Cassidy after Pac was uh, that was the perfect way to use him. Like underneath, not in the top spot, not with the top guy, but underneath, just impressive as hell. And, uh, gosh, in this, I just did not care about this match. I just feel like they're both not in the right spots. I know Jericho, by in his promo when he's saying Orange Cassidy is the main no. eventer, he came across as so desperate, no. like desperately trying to say that I this guy belongs. I had a problem with that, too. Right? Like I, I didn't like that. That made me very uncomfortable. I was like, no, uh, Chris, I love you, but no. No, stop saying that. No, he's not. And if Stone Cold's like, yeah, The Rock's a main eventer, it just feels like you're just trying to, oh. you're forcing it. But well, you don't say it. People know. You don't have to it, say that. And something else, this was very big. And we needed to, they need to put this note in front of these announcers moving forward. Stop calling them kids. Stop <laughs> right. calling them kids, Tony. It makes them look like jabronis. Stop doing that. Stop right. saying these kids are really, and JR does it too. Yeah. Like only Marco Stunt would I ever refer to as a kid if I'm an announcer. You it completely punks these guys out. Don't do it. They're grown ass man. They have kids. They have families. They're not kids. Stop calling them that. Exactly. Here, Justin Lopez noting Jr. throughout the match calling Cassidy uh, a young uh, kid when he's yeah. 36. These See, are treat them like men. They are. You don't want a cowboy. You're like uh, that young lad. You know that young lad, John Wayne. It's gonna do all right. Like this isn't think, OV, this isn't OVW. Like this isn't yeah. like these up and comer whippersnappers. Like these are, uh, you know what I mean? These are the main. These are the main acts. These are men, women. Don't call them kids. I hate that. I couldn't yeah, stand it. Hundred percent. I think for a few wrestlers, they part of their appeal is that they're like really young. So I think it's Jungle Boy. Fine. Yeah, I think that, like with Jungle Boy is a good example. Is a guy like oh he's like this young kid. He's got full potential. That's fine. People like Orange Cassidy who. You know, don't have that same kind of vibe. I think it I hurts MJF. I think it hurts MJF. I do too. Calls him, when he calls him a little prick or a little Richard, or a yeah. little, it just makes him look like a puss. Like it makes him look right. like a kid too. Wrestling ultimately is a scripted sport, and it's yeah. a scripted guy kicking the shit out of another guy. And you want to be a man's man, not a kid. Yes, yes. So we'll go. Well, we did get. If in a Rocky movie, they're not like Drago's great kid. This kid's got you know like when Drago's killing Apollo. Hey, that kid is he's got something. That big Russian kid. 
Okay, well, we have reached the stage where Orange Cassidy is being compared to Ivan Drago. <laughs> no, we're, no, we're yeah, not. Farthest thing from it. So, well, yeah, we're moving on. They announced that full gears on November 7th. Um, then we got the main event. John Moxley retained his title over MJF. They worked our long match. MJF did a blade job. It was. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was a good match. It, the problem, I think, was that it was just getting really late. I think the audio and stuff like it just didn't feel like a hot match for most of it. Even though I thought the work was really good, and the finish came when uh, Wardlow threw in the ring to MJF that he uses to in, as a foreign object in his matches. And while the referee was talking to Wardlow, John Moxley hit the paradigm shift, which of course was banned from the match prior uh, prior to it. And then he, he was able to get the win off of that. So John Moxley used the band move to get the win. MJF is not the title. It's his first singles loss, I think, in AEW. It's his first. It um, and so this was a you know this was a big match. I think the, there's a big decision to be made whether MJF should have won the match, won the title tonight. Um, he should. He should. He, yeah. he should have done the paradigm shift on him, and they should have changed the title right there. It would have protected everybody. Ooh. I feel like Moxley as champion has been underwhelming. He, I don't been. think he has that super main event charisma uh, that you need for a, a top is, baby face. But, but, but by the same time, by the same token, those promos have been really god darn good. Yeah. I, I think, think Moxley's like been promos. great. I think he's been great as a champion. I think he's been I great. Just, but as a with his promos, I think he's had very interesting matches. I think he's been a ve- done amazing job as a champion. He was a perfect. I don't choice. know. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, they, I, don't, I, I still wouldn't have taken it off Jericho. I don't think. I think I'd still have him as my champion now. I wouldn't either. I, I feel like he had. Year. He's only had one match where, and that was the Brian Cage match, where ratings went up with his match. Um, his, his segments haven't been drawing. He hasn't. Uh, I just feel like there's something missing. He's, he, you're, you're right on that. I know what you're saying. I, I don't know what it is because by the things I use to define it by would be a promo or in ring work, right? But yeah. his in ring work for me is fine. And his promos are frigging awesome. So I don't get what it is either. But I know what you're talking about because I feel the same way. When they're going yeah. off the air with him holding the title, I'm like, that's your top, that's their top guy. It doesn't feel there's something off here. I don't know what it is. Right. Like if he's an up and coming guy, it's like, oh, he's gonna get there. But as a top guy, it's like he's not there's some there's there's And is that because I'm comparing him to Jericho maybe as champion? I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that's my reasoning. I mean, but compare that. Like, look at Moxley and compare that to Jericho. There is, it's, it is it's a big difference. It is a big difference. Jericho made that really brought that company up big time. Yeah. It felt I felt like really MJF could have MJF. I think it would have shaken things up a little bit if he got the win there. Like, if yes. he won that title, I wasn't anti MJF winning the title, but I'm also not mad that Moxley's still a champion. I just, I think he's done. Like I said, I think he's done a great job. And I think one thing about this show in general is that I think. I had to say it. I think the Thunderdome is a little bit superior in atmosphere wise. And I honestly, it might just be because of the sound sweetening. And I, I know that's fake and AEW has real fans there, but you couldn't hear them for most of the show. Oh, but, but there's not enough fans there to make a difference. Yeah. Right. That's not fair. It's like 10% fill. That, that's yeah, I know. But they're not doing the sound sweetening, I think, because the fans are there. Because why do the sound sweetening if you don't have fans and, there? And, but there and, are... and it's the visual. The Thunderdome's visual, for me, when I watch, is the big mm-hmm. difference. It makes it look like there's fans going boinkers in the background. And uh, from for visual purposes, I, I think it works. It's much better. I, I get what you're saying, Jesse. Like, uh, the Thunderdome, it's not a, 
a legit reaction you're getting, but it is superior no. atmosphere. There are just parts. It of is the, the show. closest thing to what we had before the pandemic uh, with the Thunderdome. As I mean, far they're, as they're not atmosphere. they're not going crazy with sweet crowd sweetening. It's not like when they lock up, the fans lose their shit. You know, well, 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 no, no, yeah, no, no. It's, it's on, the reactions are all so, are so, all CGI basically. But those aren't real. Yeah, I know that, but I'm not. What I'm saying is like they're not. They're not giving talents reactions that they're not really going to go out there and get. Like, like well, I said, Roman. <laughs> when the bell rings and they lock up, again, they're not like right. going boinkers like they just saw an Undertaker tombstone and Shawn Michaels for the second time at WrestleMania. Which right? Right. Not. I'm impressed they can they can keep it in because I thought they would be doing all these fake chants like all the time. Um, but they, no, I, not, I think it, the Thunderdome has been amazing. Yeah. It makes it I watchable it has, again because I thought it was unwatchable uh, I in the performance that. center. Although there were parts. What was that, man? I still hate Raw, though. Sorry. <laughs> but it's not an aesthetic reason. I no. um, There were parts of the show where... Aesthetically, like, though, that does... It, it, Raw three hours at the Performance Center is way worse than Raw three yeah. hours at... But yes. there were parts of this show where just yeah. you could hear like almost silence. Like There were parts, like especially like early on during the FTR-Kenny Omega-Hangman page match, and FTR is you know, getting the heat, and you could hear a pin drop in that place. And in some ways, I liked it better when like... They just had the the AEW wrestlers and the assorted people like going crazy because at least then you heard some you had some noise going. This was Listen, like if very- Billy if Billy Gunn's kids not going boinkers and cheering like there's nobody making any noise there. He's the only one. Yeah, well, I think they told them to turn it. They told those people to tone it down at ringside because they have the real fans. But unless you're yeah. gonna like mic up the fans better yeah. so yeah. you can get their reaction better, I don't see. Um, I don't see the way it working. Do you yeah. guys do you guys know what You're New right. Japan's do you guys know what New Japan's done with its fans? How they're no. doing crowd reactions? Yeah, the um, button. The, yeah, so in New they have fans there, and but as a rule, they say you can't yell, even though they're wearing masks. You can't yell because it's going to spread the virus. That's what they think. So instead, they gave them like these remotes or something, and they give you buttons, and you press it, and like the, the over the intercom or the PA system, you know, they have like generic crowd cheering and like you can press the button wow, and it, it does the cool. naito chant it, it sounds better I, I haven't really loved it but it's a really interesting concept i want to how do i see that i want to look that up yeah uh, they like. did it on the the the, the jingu show um oh, well that's what i think they should do oh that <laughs> with the thunder because with the thunderdome when you're in they should just have i mean you're you're digital anyway just have two buttons and you can cheer and boo and then it it, it it do, does the reaction uh, accordingly. I don't know. I, all in all, I thought this was the worst AEW pay-per-view, but it wasn't the worst way to spend a Saturday night during a no. pandemic. Right. It was fine. Really yeah, good I, matches. There were some really good matches. Yeah. I do think. I do think the, the tag matches were good. Yeah. The standard has changed. I mean, we've we've been. But were they like, were they pay-per-view worth? Were they worth fifty bucks? Because I was so tired. You saw how pissed <laughs> off I was when this show started tonight. I was angry because I spent 50 bucks wanting to see MJF versus Moxley. And I kept wanting to fall asleep. Yeah. Because it was so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 50 bucks. I'm, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy with it. This wasn't this wasn't a good this wasn't a great show. I found certain points entertaining. Do we all agree fact, it was the worst AEW pay-per-view so far? Yeah, I, I don't even know what you would compare. Yeah. Every other all, one. I think all the pay-per-views are very good, to be fair though. Yeah, yeah they like, were I, excellent. I, I, I don't know what this was like. Okay, this is definitely what was the bar before? Like, what was the second worst well, one? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Let's just compare it to Payback then. I, I, I did think Payback was slightly better, which I can't believe I'm even saying that. 
I, oh gosh, I'm, I'm already forgetting Payback. Like, Payback and SummerSlam and <laughs> are, like, rubbed in together. Which one was the one Roman turned heel? That was SummerSlam. That was SummerSlam. Well, he came back he won the, the title at SummerSlam, and he wins the title at Payback. I thought yeah. there were no good matches on Payback, um, but the storytelling was made entertaining. And Payback <laughs> yes. was what, like... Oh yeah, it was, that was good. it was like two hours short, and short forty and minutes or something. Yeah, that's how the show. This did this show kind of felt like <laughs> a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam, where like the show's just like super long, and some of the stuff is good, but some of the stuff is bad. And at the end, you're just kind of fatigued, and you can't like really get into the main event because you've been watching for too long. All right, so Rebby Hardy, she tweeted, "Let me be absolutely effing clear: there is nothing entertaining about a concussion. Shame on everyone in that goddamn building." Uh, Jackson Collins bringing up, if taped, why would Matt's wife bash company regarding a concussion during a show? So, yeah, I guess it, it was live. Why would oh. they work that serious of a topic in the biz? Yeah, I mean, uh, AEW wouldn't like Rebby bashing no, the company. No, there's no way, Tony. Work. Tony would never be part of that. No way. I just think that's total, like, people were saying, like, I, I don't think it's a work. I'd be very surprised if it was. No, but people Tony were saying, like, yeah, there are certain people that are like, oh, you guys are just mad because it was a work. You guys got work, Taha. I'm like, even if it was, it's a shitty work. Like, all it did was make people really uncomfortable and, no. like, suck the energy let's, out of the building. Let's be, let's be clear. He hit his head on concrete. Yeah. Guys, again, I have 21 concussions. I work with Christopher Nowinski. I talk to high school football teams about concussions and tell, not snitching, but protecting your brother and sister out there on the football field. And letting the coach know if one of them get hurt, and they're trying to be tough guys, still play on along on the concussion, right? So I take these dead serious, and I'm telling you right now, what Nowinski told me from any of us after we get a concussion, if I just fall on my ass on this nice patch of grass out here outside of my truck, is enough for my brain to switch back and forth to be reconcussed again? Yeah. So th- for idiots out there saying, "Oh, it's a work," no, that is a concussion. There's no question about it. Matt had a concussion. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. JJ Europe is saying great show as always. Worst AEW pay per view, but not worst pay per view of 2020. Money in the Bank was worse for sure. Oh no! Oh god! What was the Extreme Rules was worse? Extreme Rules is the worst WWE pay per view. Who cares? I've never seen. Get to the next line. How about JR's old man perv moment with Anna J? Yep. I was like that with Penelope before, so I can't blame he, him. <laughs> JR did it also. When did he do it? As on, on Dynamite too. He, he, <laughs> he says stuff. So, oh, that's a, that's a good woman. She's a fine looking lady. <laughs> like, they say like that. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't get her off on top of me. Yeah. It's all right. What he, he said, like he said, oh, I think there was a war, wardrobe malfunction, or he said that. I think that, or maybe that was just some wishful thinking. Oh, oh, oh. So anyway. I'd, like to, I'd, I'd like to go horseback riding with that little lady. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a stupid stuff. I mean, the, Jesus. I mean, Anna Jay is smoking hot. Is that, she, I don't know if that's no a, longer appropriate to say or not. She but. can be a. She can, no. Listen, she has a look though. She does have yes. a superstar yeah. look to her. She, she looks like a, she has so a. She got a TV. She, got yeah. she looks like somebody. She got mm-hmm. signed, and she only had like literally like. Less than like two dozen matches in her career. Yeah. Really? I mean, she she what, looks what, like a yeah. star. Where did she come from? She was one of QT Marshall's like wrestling students in um in like his wrestling school in Georgia. That um and like they so she's when they were less than a handful of matches. Yeah, they were using um they were using like that kind of when they had those really like 
dark yeah, shows where they like, had to do it. Yeah. That's when those people kind of first started showing up and she was one of the wrestling students and they just said, put her in there. There's a few other, I'm trying to think. I don't her think we'll... facials, her, who cares? Her facials. It, yeah. For, for somebody who has less than a handful of matches, like in the promos that she's in the background on, it, the things that Kenny Omega still can't do today. It's the subtleties I was telling you about. She's really, wow. She could be big. Handful of matches? Wow, I'm even more impressed by her right now. Well, and then one of the things is that they need to... And, and JR, JR did apologize on Twitter, by the way. So, um, Which is... Good God. I mean... He, he, he tweeted, Don't mean to offend anyone on the wardrobe malfunction line. Weak attempt at humor. Sorry, now lighten up. Come on. JR. Do you, you say lighten up, Francis? <laughs> That's what he No, no Francis, but... Oh. All right, let's get to the news uh, about the uh, the thing, the thing about the thing. Yes. So, Raj, you said you you, you had the latest update on this earlier, correct? You well, first of all, we broke wrestling broke the story. Wrestling on... did break the story of uh, Vince McMahon sending a letter to talent saying that they can no longer. Well, man, I I, I did want to get your opinion on this, and I know you guys discussed it last night, but. Vince McMahon saying that talent can no longer use third-party engagements, basically, basically like Cameo, Twitch, but it wasn't specified what it was. Like, if it, is it YouTube? Is it Twitch? Is it uh, you know whatever? Um, but it? he's kind of always been like that. It, it was shocking well, to me. Of course, me that, he's always been like that. It was shocking to me these kids. These kids. I saw like Jr. and uh, Shavani now. No, um. I was shocked that they're allowed to be doing all this stuff, right. quite frankly. Um, but but they were. And they were able to do all this stuff. So the game changed a little bit, right? So I have a problem with them now all of a sudden they want to take it away to a degree. To, yeah. to, a, to a degree. But my bigger problem is the name stuff. You cannot take a dude's birth name. That's not him saying he copyright Matt Morgan. I can't use my own birth name? Apparently, while you're under contract at WWE, you can't. And and John Cena has talked about it on the Howard Stern show. Apparently, it's in your contract that while you're under contract, they ha- they, they own you. But where else would independent you come? contractor? Where else yeah. would you go though? Where else would you be? Like, there was nowhere else for me to go while I was under contract for them to use my name. Well, like if you're Roman Reigns, you can't be. You can't go to. You can't do a uh, cooking show under Joe Joe Anawaii, you know, like the WWE owns that that trait. So you'd have to get permission from them first. They'd get a cut. I mean, so it's what's, at uh, some point this is going to catch up to WWE. I mean, it, with the independent contractor stuff. Well, of course, it is. An, did you see the Andrew Yang Twitter thread? Yeah, he was right. He's right. And he yeah. put a lot. He finally put a lot of somebody put a lot of eyeballs on this most messed up situation in the world that people in politics can't even believe. Uh, I came from this world where this was happening of independent yeah. contractors being treated like this. This was a weird six degrees of separation because I did break the story. Not to I don't yeah. like to brag usually, but Big I scoop. broke it. Huge Andrew scoop. Ewing commented on it, and then Leah Thompson. Back to the Future is my favorite yeah. movie of all time, and yeah, she was uh, commenting on it. That's awesome! What a what a great so, moment highlight for Raj. I got I got I got to slide into her DMs. Well, someone <laughs> someone met, some, I saw this being thrown around. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Jr. Raj. Jr. <laughs> 
Um, someone throw this, I saw this on Twitter that so like so the, the amount of money some of these people make. I mean, we saw the numbers came out for some of the cameo, the money yeah. some of these yeah, people Paige can make cameo. up to a half a million a year. Like yeah, that. forty. Someone was saying like if you just take pages, the number of Twitch followers, and you say like if they're all paying the standard rate, she's making forty five thousand dollars a month this? on this thing. I'm Paige. Paige. Wow, like insane money, like more money than she's making on her contract. And yeah, yeah, this happens. You know, she's pointing she, out that Paige is still on Twitch under her government name. She changed it uh, to Saria Official, I think, because of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelina and Alistair still use their name, never changed it. AJ did, AJ Styles deleted his. So, I mean, these people were making a lot of money off of this, and for I know for someone like Paige, who unfortunately is is probably not going to wrestle again, it's a way for these people to make money when the you know whether their career's over or they're looking to, you know they have a short window to to make money at this level, and I I feel bad for them you know because what I think is going to happen, and this is just total speculation on my behalf, is that WWE wants to launch their own cameo. Or perhaps they're on Twitch. I see no, cameo so, is more here's, likely. Here's, yeah. So I was talking to a wrestler tonight uh, during the the Matt Hardy match, and so I missed the concrete bump. But uh, this WWE wrestler, and he thinks that. So he was saying he thinks that Vince didn't even know what cameo was, and when he found out because they want to do their own virtual meet and greets, uh, that that's why he decided that he decided to get proactive on it. Now I heard from a uh, a close source that. That's not the case. Vince has known what Cameo is. Uh, but these things have been getting out of hand. And it's probably like the AJ Styles uh, Twitch <coughs> and Lana's yeah. uh, stuff that is the reason. Because and, something um, bad can happen. And then the company has to pick up that branded talent that is now damaged. Yeah. If they screw up. If something happens on one of these Twitches or they say something out of line. Didn't Randy Orton say the N-word on a Twitch stream? He oh. did. Wait, what? Well, he said it with a and ending with an A, not an ER. How is he still? The, wait, what? No, it was it's a few, still bad. Yeah, but it was a few years ago. How long? Ago no, was no, it? it was last year. Okay, so it was last year. But if he said it now, I think he'd be in bigger trouble than he was. It got swept on the rug, but he he just goes wow. But I mean, I mean that's your worst. Is, no, but isn't that your worst case scenario? Like when you but he was saying that he was saying he wasn't saying it in a a. Uh, a racist tone. I know, I know. I'm not. I'm he not... was saying it in a uh, a slang tone, which but is not, that, doesn't that's like excuse the kind it. Of, that's the kind of thing you'd worry about if you're WWE. Like, oh, for sure, doing that, right? But AJ Styles uh, uh, talked about how he had uh, COVID. COVID, on yeah, yeah, and on Twitch, and I think, and uh, I'm a, I'm a, obviously, I'm a minority. I don't justify Randy Orton's thing, of course, but. Uh, it was different what he said than like a Hulk Hogan, you know, yeah. I, in my opinion. I have two quick questions. The first is, and Raj, I don't know if you've heard anything of this. I wonder what the cameo policy is with people in other fields. Like, I know a lot of the people on cameo are like television actors. And yeah. I wonder, like, if you get yeah. their cam, like, if you get the guy who played Stanley on The Office, for example, to do a cameo and he plays, you know, Stanley on The Office in his cameo, which I'm sure he does, like, is the office getting royalties for that? Um, is that all just him? I, I'm curious to know how that works, like outside of the wrestling world. Um, and then I guess my second question would be, how does this, how does, what is, what is the standard of like wrestlers getting individual sponsorships? Because if you look on some of these, especially particularly the women, like on Instagram, 
like if you go on like Mandy Rose's Instagram, she's basically just hawking, you know, like activewear and all this stuff like that. And she's probably making Good. a lot of money because she's got millions Good. of followers and she's, you know, no. doing that stuff. Is WWE involved in that at all? Like, does WWE have to no. the sponsorships? I'll, I'll, I'll give you two right now. Redcon. That's a supplement line that I was uh, sponsored mm-hmm. by. They paid me a monthly paycheck to push their products, which I actually really liked and used. But um, I introduced them to some wrestlers, and now I see it's, they've really made their way in. And, like, Braun is wearing their hats and T-shirts on WWE. Uh, that last WWE feature they did on him on the network for Braun mm-hmm. Strowman. He's wearing all their gear uh, and using all their supplements. Same with um, uh, three or four other talents. But they're not giving them a paycheck to do it. They're just friend, they're sending them free merch and free supplements in return. So I don't see anything wrong with that. No, not at all. I'm just curious to know because I'm sure like there's a lot of mine. I'm not an expert on it, but there's a lot of money to be made on being like a social media influencer and endorsing I, these I, products. I do gotta, I, Matt, I, I do got to ask you, where do you think the line is with uh, controlling? Because like a movie <clears> – <throat> Like, if you work on Iron Man, if you're the bad guy in Iron Man, you can still have your own Twitch and Twitter and, and, and all yeah. these other things. WWE, you can't do any of that. You can I, have I, a Twitter account, but you can't do anything that makes money. Where, do, where would you feel like the line is appropriate? I think where you can get stuff for free. Like, yeah. like, the, like, like, supp- like supplements, gym uh, clothes, food maybe even. Um I think monetarily is where they got to cut it, um, if I'm being honest. Um, but, but then again, it depends. I just think for WWE, they can't take a chance for one of their talents to say something in these Twitches or, or these other things in which they're doing full-on videos and, and something bad can happen. WWE doesn't have their control and hands on it and something bad can happen. That's their branded talent that they put money and investment into. But you now, are an independent contractor. And, and, but like now you, they get hurt. Now they get hurt and they hurt their brand and all this money they just paid you to be seen this certain way. And now you're out there doing something completely different on your own. But back to if, if I'm looking at this solely independent. See, I don't look at it as independent contract because I'm in the wrestling bubble. Right. Right. So right. I'm, I, I'm one of them that signed my name away and signed my life away knowing full well. Yes, <laughs> I should be treated like an independent contractor, but I know I'm not. Right. I, I, I'm wearing a suit on an airplane. Which last time I paid the guy to come paint my house, I didn't tell him what to wear when he came and painted it, right? right. Um, I didn't tell him just. I didn't tell him what time to get here. I didn't tell him if he didn't get here at this time, he's fired. I said just please make sure my house is painted over the weekend, right? That's it. That's it. You pay for the service. That's how you treat an independent contractor. That is not how WWE treats us. They make right. us go at a certain time. They make us uh, uh, wear certain clothes, um, and then they're very controlling. It's incredibly controlling. So I liked what Yang said. I really appreciated that actually. Yeah. Um, he put a lot of eyeballs on it because I, I hope mean something finally gets done with this. I hope somebody steps. Something in has to because it does something. The, the point with the painter, granted, it's going to be a it's a different scenario with a painter and a wrestler. But for me to tell a, a painter that I own their name while they they're painting my house, bro, it's a service. When you're in a paint contractor, I don't give a shit what it is that we do. You're providing a service for an agreed upon uh, for agreed upon amount of money for said right. service. That's the deal. Yeah, you don't as owe them. As, you don't own as them. As soon as I have my match, I should be able to leave. I should have to stay and watch the rest of the matches. I should be able to do whatever the hell I want to go do from that moment on. Um, until the next time I'm expected to come and provide a service for that money again. But here's if, the big thing. Here's the biggest part of your question, Roger. You're missing. They're going to leave in droves. Mark my words. Oh, you WWE think so? talents are yeah. going to bounce. 
because there's there's more money, dude. AEW is money. I'm telling you, you're gonna see people leave. I will I will guarantee it. That's because gonna be the, the difference maker. Because listen, it's a different environment. When I was there, we we couldn't do those things, these outside right. things. Like TNA. These, these younger wrestlers now, on the other hand, uh, these wrestlers in today's generation, they did come into WWE being able to have up, up, down, down. Being able to have Twitch, being able to have all these different accounts and all these other influencer things that they get to do on social media. They came into the business with that stuff. So now you're taking it away from them. They're going to flip the bird, a lot of them, and they're going to go to AEW, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, if oh. you believe the page, like and the of, oh, sorry, page stuff, I'm just saying like Paige is making more money off her Twitch than she is for WWE. 45 um, grand a month ain't nobody making that on WWE. That's a, a maybe somebody. That's a that's a lot of money. Wow. A gratuitous uh you know uh estimate. And money but you, but you can you can also grow. I know it's gratuitous but oh, I mean I'm sure. saying we're not talking about, you know, a couple hundred bucks or something here. We're talking about for some of these people that could be a full year of somebody's pay, like obviously. And, and here's the thing, and Matt, you can you can explain grand? this better than anyone. It's way more than is I that make people here. when people think that that WWE guys are millionaires living in first class, that's not the case. Like most I thought the, it wasn't until you told me FTR was offered seven hundred fifty grand each as a tag team. That wasn't on TV. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe they are. I remember flying every WrestleMania. There's a rest. There's wrestlers and coach. Like oh, you know, they, they're not. They, yeah, that's true. They do cheap. I'm in. I'm in first class. No, I'm just of course kidding. you are. Yeah, you are. Wrestling, the wrestling Inc. account. I'm just uh, kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're not. Well, one of the things. No, he's not. One of the things I've heard tossed around is that the wrestlers are making less money now because they're not doing house shows and they're not making as much, and they have more free time so they can do stuff like Twitch and they can record all well, this. Yeah, they don't. They don't have that. They don't have that. the live event money. They don't have all this other stuff. And if WWE produces, you know, WWE Cameo or WWE Twitch, which I think would, I'd, I'd be surprised if they that, went that far. But I, you know, lame. do you think the talent? Do you think the it'd talent's so going to get? Do you think the talent's going to get the same amount of cut as they were getting when they were doing it by themselves? Probably. No, I think it's going to go because no, they're going to promote it. They're going to push it on their their channels. But you're only going to get X amount of people. Where these the like, right? Rusev and all them doing this. Switches and stuff, they get like a whole new, like a, a different wider audience. And the WWE, WWE, I mean, they have their millions of people. They're like, hey, this guy is gonna. Yeah, do- but here's jobber on SmackDown, though. Like, say, right. they say some jobber, but like some jobber has a chance to go out there on his own cameo and do a pretty good job on it. If WWE has nothing to do with it, because WWE would treat him like a jobber on cameo and say like. Hey, so for 50 cents, this guy will do your happy birthday for you on Cameo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Treat him like a job. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm fascinated to see. Um, I'm interested, Matt, you saying that guys are going to leave in droves. Um, I think there'll this, be a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not going to be like I, this huge awakening. Well, but I think. But I don't know if AEW allows it either. I, I, you're not seeing AEW guys on, on Cameo or Twitch either. Uh, yeah, you are. Did you not see that Kip? Did you not see the Kip Sabian segment? He said, I'm on Twitch, and they had a sign below. But Cameo, AW are they doing Cameo? I'm sure anyone could do Cameo. I think Cameo I, I, is the big one. Well, Because WWE is looking to do their own virtual meet and greets. Dude, being the elite drives their own storylines. Right. But that's kind of <laughs> under the AEW banner. But, I mean, uh, Cameo. Are there any uh, uh, AEW wrestlers on yeah, camera? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. We got Darby Allen, Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara, Chris Statlander, okay. Brandon Cutler, Evil Uno, John Silver, MJF. Jericho ain't on it. 
Um, I don't. I just typed in AEW on a cameo. Maybe it doesn't come up. But yeah, there's a good amount of people on the roster. Um, MJF is 500 bucks. If you want MJF to say something to you, 500. That's what the wow. That's like the highest priced WWE guy. I, I was think that's by DD, design. Is like MJF. I was talking to DDP. He yeah, was saying yeah. how like MJF when they were on Jericho's cruise, he decided this. to. This is great. He charged the most. He charged more than Sting on the cruise. I think he charged a dollar more. <laughs> he charged a dollar more. It was like Sting was like two hundred bucks, and MJF did like two hundred one or whatever. And <laughs> it was just like, just to be people. more like it was so great. I I love MJF. <laughs> and he got people to do it, and he would like they would pay, and he would just like insult them, and they would you know they would mark out for for him being insulting them. I mean, oh. people pay two hundred dollars for his autograph. What's that? Somebody paid two hundred dollars for MJ's autograph. Oh, though. all these, all these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some, someone paid. Well, how much were they selling the fiend belt for? And they got. They must have got people to buy that. Was the, what was the special fiend belt? Wasn't like five grand? What? They were selling. On, you know, like the the fiend WWE championship belt on uh, WWEshop.com. It was like five thousand dollars. Someone in the chat will know, but they put that out there, and I'm sure someone bought it. Yeah, All right, guys, we should probably All wrap right. this up. Please, yep, I gotta get up at five. <laughs> Jeez, Jeez, Matt. All right, well, thanks everyone for tuning in and watching. Uh, thanks for watching the AEW post show. We'll be back again Monday night, right? Uh, who's who's the lineup for Monday night, Raj? Uh, me, uh, myself. Oh, uh, Justin, uh, Justin, Matt, and uh, Glenn. Okay, they'll be on after Raw Monday night. Uh, we'll see you then. Thanks a lot, everyone, for joining us. Later, guys. Good job, Jesse. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.